Open your Bible to Ecclesiastes, the seventh chapter. Amen. So thankful for everyone that's here. Prayers for those that are sick. Some of the travelers are home. The Brentsfields are home, sneaking in late. God bless them. Amen. I think I seen Debbie here. God bless her. Thank you for being here. Amen. Everyone else. Amen. Amen. I, oh, I really need your help tonight. Amen. I need you to stay focused on the Spirit of God tonight. While I'm preaching, I need you praying under the under the sound of your voice or sound of your voice. I don't care. Amen. I just need you touching God for me. I don't know if I'm preaching to this whole room or there's one person that's teetering on eternity and needs to get their heart right. And, and uh, But I do know uh, I want to be obedient to God. <laughs> Amen. I, this is what my pastor always told me, and I seem like I always say that. This is what my pastor said. Amen. But I listened to what my pastor said. Man, he said it's better to say, thank God I did, than I wish I would have. Amen. So I want to preach tonight for a little while. Amen. Ecclesiastes 7 and 2, this is what the Bible said. It says, it is better. Everybody say, it's better. It's better for you. I want to preach what's better for you. It's better for you to go to the house of mourning. Amen. That don't mean like tomorrow when the sun comes up. That means sadness. and That means a funeral. It's better for you to go to a funeral than to go to the house of feasting. That means it's better to go to a funeral than it is for a party. It'll do you more good. Everybody loves a party, but it don't do you no good. You just get mad at people and eat too much food. But the Bible said it'd be better. You'd be better off to go to a funeral than to go to a party because when you get there you'll realize that this is the end of all men this is how it ends up and don't let me break your little heart one of these days you're either going to be raptured or left behind or put in a casket amen it's just life and the living will lay it to his heart Amen. Praise God. I don't even want to tell you my title until later on. And I just pray God would just help me to give it the right way. Amen. Set your Bibles down. I need some people to, amen, touch God for me. Yes, God. Come on, young people, pray together right now. Come on, young people, pray right now. Oh, in the name of Jesus, we need you, God. We need you, God. We need you, God. We need you in this house. We need mercy to walk up and down the aisles tonight. Need mercy to walk between every pew tonight. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, why don't you give God some praise with your hands? Oh, we love you, God. We thank you. We praise you. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you for standing. You can be seated. Amen. This.
scripture that I read to you is uh, uh, written by the wisest man that ever lived, and his name was Solomon. And he said it would be better off for you or you would get more good in your life by attending a funeral than you would ever by going to a party. Man, when you think about life and the shortness of life, it it would be uh, very wise for everybody to keep their focus on the prize. Keep their focus on the prize. Man, I used to be in the insurance business, and back then they said a man, the average man, would live 74 years. Man, we got some people in here that's robbed some time. Sister Betty done stole about 15 years from somebody. (laughs) So you know what an average means, that she took 15 of somebody's Somebody gets 15 less than 74. But whether you live to be 100 or 12, it really don't take very long to get there. I said it don't take very long, and you, young people, uh, you, you may not comprehend it because you're wishing you were an age ahead. I'm telling you, stop doing that. Amen. Just be who you are and live the life that God gave you. If you're always reaching ahead thinking, remember when I was a teenager thinking, man, I can't wait till I get a certain age and get my own house and get my own wife and, man, get my own kids. And then I got kids and I started thinking, I can't wait. Till these kids start school. It wasn't very long. They started school and it was over. And then I started missing them. I said, I can't wait till I get some grandkids. And I'm, you're always wishing down the road. Let me tell you, turn around a few times and you're, this year I'll be 50 years old. And I remember, I, Purposely, I remember a man that was is a friend of mine. He's a lot older than me, but I remember when the man turned fifty that I felt such empathy for him. I thought, poor guy, he's so old. He's, his life is almost over. And here, just a few days later, I looked at the calendar. And I'm going to be fifty, and I thought, my my my. I looked at the insurance table and I said, I got 24 more years. I'm hoping because I live a good life, I'll live a little longer than that. But it don't matter. It just takes a minute. And it's like, go. But let me tell you about eternity. It'll never be gone. Once you get past this little space of time that you're breathing in and out on this earth and you get to eternity, it will never end. Time will be no more. It's going to mean everything to end up on the right side of eternity. Come on, somebody ought to help me right now. 
Man, so short that I remember when I was 21 years old at the old Spring Hill Baptist Hospital up by Fort Roots and I watched my dad take his very last breaths and he was 45 years old and, and I was 21 and so my brother would have been 19 and my other brother would have been 24 Five, and I remember thinking uh, that my dad died a little bit early, but I didn't realize when I was 21 how young he was. But it was just like a vapor, I'm sure, because I went from 21 to 45. And I just went to work a few days, went to church a few days, Went to prayer meeting a few times and turned around and boom. So the Bible tells us it would do you more good instead of going to another party for you to walk into a funeral and lay down and and look at somebody that's gone off into eternity Because it'll get your mind to thinking, uh, this is the end of all men. A few more times going to work and a few more times going to church. A few more meals and a few more times of family vacation and you'll be laying flat. Well... You know what makes a beautiful story when somebody is laying in a casket as bad as it may seem? uh, Is when you know that you know that you know. That when they were living their life, uh, honey, they were stomping the devil. uh, And they don't... They're on streets of gold and they wouldn't trade places with you. Some people so worried about leaving an inheritance for people of money and cars and land and houses. Thank the Lord if you can do that. But let me tell you what you need to leave them for sure. What you need to leave them for sure is the assurance that you didn't go to hell. The assurance you ain't going to be in hell for eternity, uh, but they're going to get to see you again uh, on the streets of gold. Well, I feel like preaching now. Hallelujah. Man, I, I don't know that I got anything when my dad passed away. Seemed like they may have... Maybe gave us a little something. I don't remember. I think my brother got all the guns, I think. I repented over that. And then y'all pray for him, God, in Jesus' name. 
But I tell you something I did get. I knew. Because I was in the hospital room that day. And he got to pray and he went to speaking in tongues. I wasn't even in church, but I knew. He started speaking in tongues and he looked up and he said, I almost checked out right then. One of these days we all going to check out. And I hope the angels come and get you and carry you home. Hallelujah. Lift your hands to the Lord together. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for people that's got a mind made up. Live your life ready to meet God. Don't two-time Jesus. Don't get on the roller coaster of life. Get on the high road and just stay ready. Man, let me tell you something. The spirit of suicide is a one-way ticket to hell. I said a spirit of suicide is a one-way ticket to hell. Whoever destroys the temple, God said, I will destroy them. That's why the devil comes to people and tries to get them to end it all. There's no fixing things in the grave. You got to fix it right here at an old-fashioned altar. Uh, You better get a hold uh, of every spirit of hell uh, that tries to come to you uh, and tell you lies. Uh, You better get a hold of it. In the name of Jesus. People are so fascinated, man, by the dead. They actually give them more honor after they're dead than they ever did when they were alive. And that's wrong. They talk a lot better about them after they're gone. They tell them, they lean over the casket and say, I love you. boy." They couldn't conjure up enough oxygen to say it while they were living with them. What a shame. Let your bygones be bygones. Bury your hatchet. We're living a short life. I said we're living a short life. Don't live with regrets. Love everybody. Man, help us, God. They have such a respect, which is good, 
for the dead. The funeral industry is probably one of the biggest industries in our country. The reason people spend thousands and thousands of dollars in funeral homes is is out of respect for the dead, and I believe that's exactly right. Amen. People even make commitments in their life based upon memories of somebody who has passed on. Telling you people that have passed on still have power in your life. I've watched people that would never do right. But after they lost somebody that was close to them, when they walked into the funeral that day, they made up their mind, I'm going to live right now. I know this is not a typical sermon. This is one of those, yes, Lord, I'll do what you tell me to do. There's people that change their life based upon the memories of somebody that has passed on. People throw away their tobacco because their mom always wanted them to after she passes away. There's people clean up their drug life after their father passes away. Because he always wanted them to. Amen. There's such a fascination with things that have passed on and people that have passed on. Amen. And I believe a lot of it is honorable. But I also believe it would be good that if you would show them the same respect. While they're living. Mad people are just fascinated by people that have gone on. And this is what the Lord began to deal with me about. People even think when they make decisions in their life, I wonder if the one that has passed on would want me to do this or want me to do that. Praise God. I began to think how your thoughts change towards people once you lose something, how your thoughts begin to change towards them. And after I've been in my industry, I go to funerals all the time. And I hear people say it over and over. They say, Uncle, I I know we didn't get along when you were here, but I want you to know I love you. Well, he didn't hear you when you just said that. But if there was a way that something you lost could come back and began to speak to you, how powerful it would be in your life. If the one that you love so much could come back tonight. Boy, I feel Jesus going to back me up. 
If something you are missing in your life could come back and talk to you tonight, how much more power those words would have now than they did. Man, I want to preach for just a little while from this title, The Request of a Dead Man. Amen. The Request of a Dead Man. People have come out of the grave several times. This Bible records that at the crucifixion of Jesus, the Bible said many saints come out of the graves and appeared unto many people. But we don't know where they were at. We don't know what they said. We don't know nothing about it. We just know that it happened. There was a man named Lazarus who had two sisters, Mary and Martha. And he passed away and Jesus comes and says, Lazarus, come forth. And Lazarus miraculously comes forth. The Bible doesn't tell what he experienced when he was on the other side. The Bible doesn't say anything more about him. There's a very interesting story about a Saul who was out of order one day and he goes to a sorcerer and says, I need you to call up the prophet Samuel. Amen. And I don't begin to tell you that I know how everything works, but I do know this. All power comes from God. All power comes from God. And so there was a prophet named Samuel who was brought up out of the grave. Amen. For a simple purpose to tell Saul what would happen to him in his life. Amen. And in Samuel's story, we get just a smidget of what was going on, of course. Samuel was a good man. He lived for God all of his life. Uh, He was obedient. Uh, And when he got called up out of the grave, he simply said, Why have you disquieted me? Which means, why have you disturbed me? Which means I was resting in perfect peace until you called me up. Uh, Amen. But other than that, we don't really know much about Uh, what happened in his life. Amen. But there is a story in the Bible about two men. Uh, There was one man that is just simply described as the rich man. Everybody say the rich man. And there was another man that was simply called Lazarus the beggar. Uh, The Bible said the rich man lived scrumptiously. All he did was party. Uh, All he did was Enjoy his flesh. Uh, Amen. And there was a man named Lazarus who stood at his gate. Uh, Amen. And he had sores all over his body. Uh, But according to the Bible, uh, obviously the rich man did not get his soul ready to meet God. What would it profit you to be a rich man on this side uh, and be a poor man on the other side? Uh, 
I personally think you can be rich on both sides, but if you got to choose one, let me be rich in eternity instead of right here. Let me struggle on this side instead of on that side. Come on, church, help me right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And although Lazarus wasn't a very good businessman, and obviously he had challenges in his body and a man in his health, uh, and, and he couldn't make a living. Let me tell you something. Uh, if you got sickness in your body, that doesn't mean God hates you. It doesn't mean you're cursed. You need to get that garbage out of your mind. Uh, Hey, man, there's some people that go through things so God can get glorified in the end. I said some people go through things so they can. How you going to get a testimony if you never get a test? Hallelujah. Come on, lift your hands to the Lord together for a moment. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Our world is fascinated by people that can manage money. I'm fascinated by people that can manage their soul. I'm fascinated by people that can manage their spirit. The Bible tells us that both men died. The rich man goes to hell and the beggar ends up getting to sit right next to Abraham. Just hold off judging people. Hold off judging people until God gets through judging them. If they end up with a mansion, they pretty smart to me. So why I say this, if you got to compromise your morals to make you the living that you make, you need to get a different living. Well, hallelujah. Well, hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Somebody said, well, in the career that I'm in, I got to take my clients and Wherever they want to go, if they want to go to the Super Bowl, we got to go. If they want to go to the bar, we got to go. If they want to go to the casino, we got to go. You know what I say? Your career needs to go. You need to get on an altar and find you a career where you can make it to the other side. Don't sell out cheap. 
Come on, help me pray, church. Hallelujah. So the rich man ends up in hell. And the beggar ends up sitting next to Abraham. And all of a sudden, their fortunes have been inverted. Now Lazarus the beggar is the rich man. And the rich man is the poor man. Just hang on. I said, just hang on. God's going to turn it around. Somehow, Lazarus can't see, I don't guess, but the, the man that was previously the rich man is in hell, and somehow he can see across this great gulf. And he can see Lazarus with no more leprosy, no more aches and pains, in a place of happiness. And all he can think about is, I am in torment in these flames. Let me tell you, if you don't make heaven... You don't get to stay and work at Disneyland. You're lost. You're lost for eternity without God. Besides the pain and the torment, you're separated from God. Now I began to think about what people would do if they could just hear something from somebody who had already passed on. Well, I'm going to tell you some things that a man that was passed on said. Oh, God. First thing he says is, would you have Lazarus dip his finger in water and touch my tongue? For I am tormenting in these flames. I've heard this my whole life. I've read this a thousand times. God began to deal with me about some things. Amen. He didn't ask for a drink of water because I'm thirsty. Come on, church. He didn't ask for one bottle of water. He didn't ask for one minute to be taken out of the flames. He asked for one touch of water on his tongue to cool it off. When I was praying, the Lord began to deal with me. 
I don't know. I'm not a theologian. I've never been to the other side. But I want to tell you what the Bible says. The Bible said the tongue can no man tame. The tongue is an unruly evil. It is full of deadly poison. Another place in the Bible said death and life are in the power of the tongue. I got a feeling that the reason the rich man ended up in hell is because he couldn't get his mouth right. His whole body was engulfed in flames, but there was something about his tongue that was tormenting the fire out of him. It's almost like that tongue was getting more fire than anything else was. I come to preach to this church. You know what you're going to hate in eternity? You know what's going to torment you the most? It'll be the thing that caused you to be lost. Whatever you couldn't control will be the thing you will hate that will torment you for eternity. Amen. He said, my tongue is on fire. I think I'm on to something. Because God said, if your hand offends you, cut it off. You'd be better off to go to heaven than to go to hell and look at your hand uh, that you couldn't keep from touching things. Uh. Come on, church. Uh, if your eye offend you, uh, Jesus said, pluck it out. Uh, you'd be better off to go to heaven blind uh, than to be in hell. Come on, prayer warriors. Help me pray for a moment. Come on, church, I feel it in the Holy Ghost. That thing that you can't control right now, if it carries you off to hell, it'll be the source of your torment. Throw it away. Somebody help me pray. 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 So la 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 Come on, church. Come on, church, help me. Come on, church, help me. 
If somebody needs to get control of something tonight. Somebody needs to get control of something tonight. If you don't, it's going to torment you for eternity. Come on in Jesus' name. Come on, there's some young people in this house. You need to get your cell phone out of your purse and out of your wallet and you need to set it on this altar right now. And you need to tell God, God, I don't want this to make me burn. There's some adults, you need to get your cell phone and come put it on the altar and say, God, help me to control this. Whatever it is, you need to get it on the altar. Chikaramoye. I'll tell you how evil the devil is and what a tormentor he is. Is after he destroys people, he taunts them. I just got a feeling somebody that can't keep their eyes on the right things on this phone. When they end up in hell, God's going to hand the phone to the devil. Carry it to them. It was their little God. Come on, church. I feel the fear of God in this house right now. I feel the power of God in this house right now. God's trying to stir somebody up. God's trying to shake this church right now. Come on, don't wait till it's too late. Uriah, 
Let God move on you, intercessor. Come on, intercessor. Come on, mom and dad. Come on, grandma and grandpa. There's more avenues to hell through this right here than anything you ever seen in your life. There's more ways to be lost on this right here than anything my generation ever seen. If you don't get a hold of it, it's going to torment you forever. If you don't get a hold of your desires and your temptations, it's going to torment you forever. on in Jesus name in Jesus name in Jesus name Young people, when you listen to that song, you're not supposed to listen to. When you hear that music, you're not supposed to be listening to. You've opened yourself to the spirit of that singer. The spirit of that musician just got on you. You watch that little movie you wasn't supposed to be looking at? Snuck around and watched that little video. You just allowed the spirit of that author to get on you. 
So our young people battling so many devils it's because there's so many avenues. on church I don't know what you're battling but I can tell you you're going to hate it if you don't get control of it it's going to torment you throughout the ages lay it down lay it down Come on, church. Come on, young people, pray together. on in Jesus name come on in Jesus name come on young people y'all need to get committed mom and dad you need to set an example come on grandma set an example don't be a rebel be submitted to God Jesus name
made the request, would you dip water? Just touch it to my tongue because I'm so tormented in these flames. He made a request, but the request was denied. There's a great gulf between you and me. Nobody from heaven's going to go end up being lost in hell. And nobody from hell can come back to heaven. Request denied. Can I make one more request, sir? Can I make one more request? Would you please have somebody go back to my house? I got five brothers. Can I make one more request? Please, will you send a preacher back to Hot Springs and tell them they don't want to come here. The request from the dead man is you don't want to be lost. You may think it's worth it holding your little grudge and keeping your little habit. Rejecting holiness. You may not think it's a big deal, but honey, there's coming a day. It's going to be a big deal. I don't have to speak in tongues. I can show you in the Bible you have to speak in tongues. Why don't think it takes all that? Honey, it takes all that. Don't wait till eternity. Come on, church. The request of the dead man is don't come here. I bind every spirit of hell right now in the name of Jesus. By the authority of the name of Jesus. Satan, you are defeated. Satan, you lost the battle. Satan, your future is already set. We're going to make it right. Somebody needs to pray until you're speaking in tongues. I feel it in the Holy Ghost Church. You need to pray until you feel the liberty of God. 
not a touch of the Holy Ghost and two devils to go with it. I'm talking about perfect liberty. I bind it in Jesus' name. Every devil that would make a mockery of the people of God. Break it, God. Break it right now. Break that spirit of hell. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name, greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world. Come on, somebody plead the blood right now. Somebody plead the blood of Calvary. Plead the blood of Calvary. We take dominion. In the Come on, pray until you're speaking in tongues, church. Come on, there's some intercession that needs to happen right now. Come on, you're interceding right now. Could be the salvation for your lost family. The prayer you pray tonight. The prayer you pray tonight. Angels can be dispatched. God can get a hold of them. Oh, break. Break! 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 Hurrah! Bind it in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Come on, push a little harder, church. Come on, there's eternity on the line. God's not always going to strive with man. There's people that should have been in this church tonight. They made a mistake by not being here. You that are here, you've got an opportunity. Don't squander. Don't waste. Seize. Seize the opportunity. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on, don't let the internet send you to hell. Don't let mere 
music send you to hell. Don't let your tongue send you to hell. Don't let your wardrobe send you to hell. Submit to God. Resist the devil and he will flee. Submit to God. Resist the devil and he will flee.